I think child alive is a good starting point for any day, personally. In general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like that, that low level anxiety of like every day. I'm like, all right, I wake up and I'm like, got to keep the kid alive. <laughs> got to make sure the kid doesn't die. And that's just in the back of the head. Well, has she constantly. figured out yet that falling hurts? I don't know that we've established that just yet. Because eventually she's going to learn drowning bad. Drowning bad, yes. Uh-huh. But I think falling hurts is going to be easier to teach. You would think. But, I mean, she fell yesterday and she was screaming for like a half an hour, so. Okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe she's figured we'll that there. out then. We're slowly getting there, Alex, slowly yep. but surely. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Childless Alex. Joining us today, special guest. Kahlua enthusiast. Uh, new, newfound Kahlua enthusiast, right? What is Kahlua? Oh, I've always liked Kahlua. Have you? Yeah. Oh. It's like rum and coffee in a liqueur. It's delicious. Okay. I just happened to sneak some into my hot chocolate tonight. Oh, I see. Because I moved our liquor cabinet today and then realized that we had it. Oh. So throw one back for uh, Jody Foster. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Crack one open for the working man. Yep. <laughs> I miss having a commute. I don't listen to nearly as many podcasts as I used to. That was a good podcast. Austin he was a good, was good. interviewer. Yeah, no. I'm assuming he's still doing it. But... I don't know if he is or not. Austin, he was good on that podcast, though. He was, you know, he, you could tell he was doing a lot of research. Yeah. Right? Like it wasn't just like, oh, I've got so and so on. I'm gonna bullshit for an hour. No, I remember he was he actually. Had clearly research who was it kevin steen he had on before he went to wwe and they had a really good chat and it was just you could tell that yeah he had looked into him and it wasn't just i'll have an indie guy on it was no i know his work let's get into it yeah my name is erica by the way i don't know that we got to that no i don't think we did deal with it yo Mm -hmm. yo yo speaking of wrestlers we just want to launch into that right away sure well we we had talked previously at length about the very stupid man called CM Punk. So we don't need to rehash the entire thing. No. But recently, in the last, you know, three months or whatever, I don't know how long it's been. We can give like a quick recap. He came back. They gave him his own show. Like literally, like what? What is it? Collision. AEW Collision. Collision on was Saturdays. for him. Yes. It was Punk CM Punk show to just, in theory, not get into fights with people on. And we couldn't. We couldn't manage that. <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, he was off. on the struggle bus. So he's kind of and, and right out of the gate, like day one of that show, he's already cutting promos on the Bucks and Hangman and everyone, and it's like. You're not in programs with these people, like, what man. Are we doing? What are we? What? Why? For why? And then, so he's off on that show, and then I remember. I'm. I don't remember the exact timelines, but maybe a few weeks before his last incident, the final incident, um, he did some promo after Collision off the air. Where he's ripping on Hangman again. And it's like, what are you doing? You're not in a program with this guy. He's not going to work with you because he doesn't have time for your bullshit. What is this for? Like, what is this is just to piss people off, clearly. So 
Because he's on. I mean, clearly at this point, the man can't get along with most people, like 99% of people. Sure. So I'm, I'm summarizing this. People can go read all of if the, you want the, to look into the, it the we've nitty, talked the, about it you need, can go and find the details what's what did what did nelson always say the needy greedy greedy nitty gritty i thought no no that's how you're supposed to say it yes. right didn't he always say needy greedy or something it's nelson probably who he knows? always said something stupid he, he was a dummy yeah, <laughs> nelson he, i think we could say beloved is, dummy is a dummy <laughs> right yeah um and then once that started up i think the great like everyone's going to start calling the dirt sheets and be like, hey, you know, Punk's a huge piece of shit. Train started. Well, and because like... Well, go ahead. Finish, well, it, finish it, it that and then we'll out, talk about it. It came out that like a ton of people had been banned from Collision. Ryan Nemeth, uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, mm-hmm. banned because he said some mean stuff on Twitter. Um, X now. X, I'm Alex. sorry. I actually am a believer in calling it X because Elon Musk's stupidity should be acknowledged. <laughs> I I like idiots personally. We were discussing this upstairs me. before we started. We're a big fan of idiocy. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with stupid people. No, I don't want to deal they with they entertain it, me. But they're very entertaining, yes. <clears throat> so... A bunch of people banned from the the one yeah the one that really stood out though and this is where again i mean i think the last time we talked about this we kind of said you know tony khan needs to actually show some leadership at some point and the i the the craziest one was that christopher daniels got banned from collision this is their head of talent relations right head of talent relations can't be on this show how is that even fathomable like if punk went to tony khan and actually said hey i don't want christopher daniels backstage the immediate response should have been too bad Mm -hmm. that's it that's it he's he's technically your boss he's above you too bad Mm -hmm. okay you're an adult make it work so that was like when that came out it was like ooh. Things are bad. Mm-hmm. Things are bad. Not and great, I, Bob. And I remember it was funny because, you know, um, known pro wrestling journalist and historian Dave Meltzer was saying like a couple weeks before the whole thing went down between Punk and um, Jungle Boy, he was like, everything I'm hearing from backstage is very reminiscent to the lead up of the fight that happened between Punk and the Bucks and Hangman and whoever else was in the room, right? And this is, it seems like this is the direction it's heading we're, again. We're careening but, but we towards don't, something. But we don't right. know with who yet. Right, right. So then they have that huge store, huge show at Wembley. Most tickets actually sold to a pro wrestling show in the history of the universe. I appreciate that you have to qualify that it's actually sure. sold. Sure, it's not like when WWE announces a number and they're counting like, this was so funny that Meltzer actually figured out from someone internally at WWE, how they count their attendance figures. And it's ridiculous. And it's like the people in the building who bought tickets, the wrestlers, the concession stand people, the parking lot attendants. <laughs> Everybody working there, right. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous number to come up with a paid attendance ever. So, yeah, they were very clear with this. Like, we actually sold whatever it was, over 80,000 tickets. That's bonkers. And 
so they have this massive, crazy, biggest show in the history of pro wrestling. Did you watch the show? Did you see I any haven't. of it? Okay. I haven't. Um, Was there anything on there that you wanted to see? The one I would rather watch is the show from this past weekend or whatever i think i can never remember which one is all in and which one is all out but i heard that was a really do they do both they're doing both now oh, they did both back-to-back weekends they did two pay-per-views um <laughs> but the, the second one i heard was like really really good um well, that, we was, the one, that, that was the one that was the one here then. sure yeah i'm down i i love good wrestling and they're when AEW was good they're fucking great can we can we have genarios with that absolutely okay does Bob, does Bob want pizza or? Too bad we're getting Genarios. <laughs> I mean, I know he's like not a fan of the cheese adhesion. Well, that's but... that sounds like a him problem. <laughs> that sounds like a personal issue. <laughs> what about the slice spot? Mm. <laughs> we had that last time. Yeah, and it was it was it's fine. It was fine. Genarios is better. No, slice spot is good. I will give you that. But Gennarios is better. I wonder. Do you think Gennarios hires like, or do they, or is it only family members who get to work there? I think it's only Cause family members. Last time I was we there, we couldn't go in there. I was kind of looking around, and it seemed like someone's mother was working there, and the grandma's working there, and everyone kind of looked very much the same. Yeah, that's a that's a family. And I operation. was like, I was like, man, I wish. It, I should have asked if they were hiring because I just want to get hired. They would have spit in your face. Learn the recipe. Oh, see, that's why. Quit. Yeah, no, you don't get to know. <laughs> see, that's my strategy. I'll say it. And <laughs> you get I'm hired gonna... and they're like, well, this is just what you do now. We're going to chain you to the oven and you just make pizza for us. That doesn't sound terrible. I mean, it doesn't, hey, right? There are worse what? things. The other day as an offshoot, because this is the podcast, I made pizza and... The hardest part of making pizza. So you're making pizza from scratch. Yes. Okay. The hardest part by far, far and away, nothing else is even close, is shaping the crust. It's horrible. I think it depends on your dough. Did you have a very sticky dough? Yeah. Then yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Well, I tried to use flour to kind of move things around and it still was horrible. I just couldn't get a great shape. It was okay. And it came out okay. Whenever I make pizza at home, though, I'm not getting too hung up on no, whatever the No, it doesn't shape need is. to be a perfect circle. Because it anything. is just like, it, it's pizza. It's going in my face. Whatever, man. And like, if we use the pizza oven in the back, mm-hmm. trying to get it off of the peel, sometimes you get some weird like sure. shapes from that. Um, I actually made pizza this week myself in the oven. And um, yeah, the shape was a little weird from that. And it's just like, whatever. It's still tasty. And then that pizza oven? The one outside or upstairs? No, no, no. I did one uh, upstairs this oh, okay. week because Bob wasn't having it because it was a. Uh, uh, I didn't put tomato sauce on there and I used um, um, mushrooms. And Bob's mm. not a mushroom guy. Mm, yeah, mushroom sounds bad. Mm-hmm. We are in agreement on that, Bob. Mm-hmm. No mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, back on Anything. topic. They have this crazy huge show, right? And and that should be the headline. That should be the headline. Except CM Punk. Now, to go back a little bit, there had been another story that Jungle Boy, a.k.a. Jack Perry, son of, son of Luke Perry. A.k.a. Um, one of the four pillars that they're building their company on. Sure. Um, a story came out that I guess he had already had a pre-approved vacation. And his idea going out of the like going into the vacation to get written off written off TV for a little bit 
was, oh, put me through some glass. Like, I think it was like maybe he was going to go through like a car window or something. I don't know. I can't remember exact, the exact details. But he I wanted, feel like it was a car window. He wanted to use real glass. And this had been approved. And then Punk decided, no, you can't do that. That's unsafe. And whether or not you agree with him, I mean, I don't see the reason why you have to use real glass personally. But he, I guess, annexed that. And nixed that, whatever. And, like annexed. Um, he annexed it. <laughs> I put it in the annex. We're not doing <laughs> it. You're putting it away forever. We could, we could just pretend I'm not dumb. Um, so that got nixed. And I guess Jungle Boy was not pleased. So this is one of the things that got out, right? Then at the Wembley show, Jungle Boy is wrestling, um, who's Taz's son? Hook. He's wrestling Hook. And I think something happened involving Glass again. And no, Jungle wait, Boy... Hook is, is Taz's son? Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is also tiny. But, Taz but in great like, shape, unlike Taz. Yeah, Taz is like like a perfect square, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, and he's and all Hook shoulders like, and he's ripped. just like, yeah. And Hook is like this little, he's like this little dude. Yeah. That's 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 very cute. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, I think something else happened involving glass. And Jungle Boy looked at the camera and went, and it's real fucking glass. So he was taking a shot. And I Shots guess fired. Mr. Punk did not enjoy this. He didn't, didn't, so yeah. apparently they crossed streams backstage and Punk got in his face and started yelling at him. And then, by all accounts, threw a sucker punch, put him in a headlock or something. And when it got broken up, now this is all in Gorilla. So this is like in front of Tony Khan. Tony Khan is sitting there watching this, yes. Apparently, then... CM Punk lost his mind, tried to charge Tony Khan, actually got close enough where monitors were knocked off of things onto Tony Khan, and was then pulled backwards and was like screaming how he like quits and everything and wants to kill him or something. Like, like the place is a shithole or something like that. And this then led to... You didn't kind of hear anything for a couple days. And then I think it was pre it was pre one of the shows here because, you know, leading up to whatever, whichever one it was, all in or all out. That was here. They had all the shows here. Right. So Dynamite, um, Collision, like, yeah. uh, Rampage. They were all here. So prior to one of those shows. To his credit, Tony Khan basically went out and sat literally sat on a chair in front of the crowd and was like, look, you know, I didn't want to have to do it, but I had to fire CM Punk. Yeah. You're and, about a year too late, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and basically took all the heat so it wouldn't be like a distraction throughout the show. And there were, I think most people kind of understood, right? And what I had heard is every time anyone tried to get a CM Punk sh- chant going during these shows, they were booed down. Good. And that's here, right? No yeah, one that's, else. that's impressive here. Yeah. Um, and there was a little bit of booing when he said all that and everything. But I think most people are kind of like, yeah, you should fire the guy. He's out of his fucking mind. Well, because here's the thing. And we've talked about this at length. Bringing him back after what happened 
I, I fully that was a big mistake. That was a big mistake, and I fully believe you lost a lot of the locker room. Yeah, for sure. Even bringing him back, even if like he came back and he was like an angel, and nothing else ever happened, everyone would still be like, "Here's this fucking guy who's coming in and like fucking up our steez." So Alex and I were talking about this um, in the car. Out me. Well, you weren't there. Ouch. Um, and. What I'm speculating is that the problem with what happened last year was there, whether it was they just didn't have enough eyes, they didn't have video, or just literally everybody involved could have been at fault, is that they might have been in a situation where if they fired Punk, they would have had to fire the Young Bucks and Kenny and everyone else. Otherwise, you'd get hit with wrongful termination. Sure. So Because you didn't have... You're not treating everyone equally. Well, you didn't have an independent video or a, 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 like something that's like irrefutable, like this is what happened. Well, well their head of... I remember yeah. specifically that their head of legal, I forget her name, Megan something or mm-hmm. Mega... I can't remember Megan Mega. That's her name. I can't remember her name, but she's, she's the Kenny's of, cousin. She's the head lawyer for AEW and the Jaguars. So this is like a, yeah, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's high up in both organizations. Mm-hmm. And, um, apparently she was in the room for the first one, but you know, was she jostled? What did she see? You know, who knows? Right? Well, and if you don't have video, you're, you're, it's a lot of he said. It's a lot of he said. said she said, and again, you might have to fire the guys who started your company. Right, and we we can't have that. And, right. and apparently, the other key with this that I forgot to mention is where this fight happened backstage at Wembley is like a well trafficked area where cameras are set up to shoot things, yeah. like yeah. for sporting events or. Well, interviews or whatever. So apparently this whole thing is on tape. Well, and here's another thing about the UK. The UK is absolutely littered with clothes uh, with CCTV. They if you are in the UK, there is a very good chance you are on camera. You're being surveilled yeah, at any time, especially in public. So like there there is not like. You, you don't get away with like you can't hide stuff like that in the UK. It's you know it, they 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 record everything. But it's also just like and we've talked about this off the podcast and on it a little bit too. I think the biggest problem, and I don't know the guy, I'm just as someone who is also not very personable. No, that's not true. I'm personable. I'm just not a big fan of people. I, I think he, I think you get along better with human beings as a whole than Phil Brooks does. Yes, yes, in general. My my first inclination isn't to punch people in the face. Uh, or it is, I just hold myself back. Um, I, I think you were gone for 10 years. And for right or for wrong, he came in and I think he really has that kind of old school mindset, right? Like... I'm an old hand. I should automatically be given all of this respect. We were talking about this in regards to, um, was it Booker T when he went over to Impact? Yeah, well, Booker T was talking about that coming out of this is, you know, Booker T felt like from the outside looking in that 
it seemed like Punk went into AEW and said, respect me. I know what I'm doing. You should listen to me. Yes. And But you've already got a ton of guys there who are established, and they built this thing from the ground up. So guess what? They know what they're doing, And too. have been working for the last 10 years. Right. And you already kind of left a bad taste in the mouth because they have beloved co-worker Colt Cabana, who's been dealing yeah, with your thing. nonsense. And then remember, remember, you know, CM Punk didn't want to take a risk when AEW first came around. Mm-hmm. He only wanted to come work for them once the thing was established and entrenched. Which, fine, but there's something. But then to be you're said. not on the ground level, and you're right. not. You don't you're get not, all the stroke that comes with. You're that. not one of the founding fathers who stuck their neck out and took a big risk and took a big when risk because it was. All, they could have all just gone to WWE and got sweet contracts. Oh, and for sure, chilled for sure. But um, thank God they didn't. And for our sakes. Oh yeah, forever for all the pro, all of pro wrestling's sake. Yeah. Oh, think could about, you think imagine? Of, think about Kenny? how many. Well, think about this. I mean, this is one of these things. This is like a legacy thing, right? Where think about by you know Tony Khan fronting the money or his dad, whoever, by the Young Bucks and Hangman and Kenny Omega and all these guys taking a huge risk to try to get this thing off the ground. Think of all the jobs they created for other wrestlers. Oh, a ton. Yeah. I mean, and there's, you're kind of getting on, like, part of the, like, the dirty secret, which is, is, as much as we can definitely, I think we all agree that the people who are in charge are taking way too much on the whole in society. The point is, if you do, if you're the one who puts your neck out there, you're putting your money up, and granted, the cons have like good billions of dollars. But I was thinking it more out of reputation for like your your Kennys, your Young Bucks, because they could have yeah. gone to WWE and just do the yeah, you know, I'm I'm not, I, I consider wrestling my art, and I'm not going to be able to. I'll have a good match every now and mm-hmm. again, a fun match every now and again, but I'm going to be, I can just shut my mind off, and I'm not going to be having these barn burners. Yeah. So I don't know that Kenny Omega can do that. I think any match but, he's going to do is yeah. going to be like. I mean, I, there's a there's a lot of good reasons to to go out and take the risk, and you know they made a good decision oh, by all accounts. Paid off. But if you're not willing to do that, right, you can't say shit when the people in charge say, "No, we're going to do it the way we want." Well, you can't roll up and expect to like everybody to be like, "Oh, oh yes, of course." Mr. Punk, of course. Yeah. And I just think he came in and was like, yeah. You well, know? and that was kind of like... Not, Booker. hey, let me give you some advice. It's This is what I... This is the way we're going to do things. Yeah, and I think that was Booker T's point is when he went to Impact, he said, oh, I'm going to, you know, earn the respect of AJ Styles or Samoa Joe, the guys who were entrenched, who were the stars of that show. And then, okay, maybe I start chipping in my opinion or my advice once these guys respect me. Right. Not just show up and say, hey, I'm CM Punk. I'm a big goddamn star. I'm the best fucker here. Listen to everything I say. When? And I I love the guy. I genuinely do. I think he's very entertaining. I think he's a good wrestler. But are you anymore? Well... 
he he's a super great promo. He was never a great pro wrestler. He was good. He was a good pro wrestler, an incredible promo, had his own unique type of charisma. He's got tons of positives. Like we don't need to. Oh no, we don't have to litigate. You that. know, but he also has his negatives, and you know, I just I always think it's funny. Did you guys watch Justified? No, no, a great show, but. There's a quote from Justified that gets tossed around all the time. I forget exactly how it goes, but it's something. He always said something like, if you run into an asshole in the morning, you're, you ran into an asshole. But if you run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. <laughs> and, I that's, mean... and that's CM Punk. Everywhere he goes, everyone's an asshole. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... It's such a, it's an incredible thing to me that you you he finally like just he went too far. In it's like you you have you, you've had you're making tons of money. You just got to go wrestle. You don't you don't like how things are going so what? But I think he so always, what? I genuinely believe he always wanted to have, and that was one of the problems that he did have at WWE because he never thought he'd get there. And maybe he did have more respect in that locker room. But that means he seems like the type of person. And I, again, I don't fucking know. You know guy, what but. matters for respect? Your ownership percentage. That's, the, that's all that matters in business. I know what you mean. CM Punk wanted the respect of his of everyone around him. I think he thinks he's owed it. Yeah, but he's not. Well, no one is. And I, no and one's owed can, respect. And, and I think we can just go back and look at that original, you know, rant he went on at that press conference. Remember he was talking about how, you know, I'm just trying to do business here and I'm dealing with a bunch of children and yeah. stuff like that. And I think that's the way he really viewed it, right? That's the truth. I'm an adult trying to do good business and I'm dealing with a bunch of children. Now, is that true? I don't know what's going on there, but it seems pretty clear that most people are having a good time and then there's Phil having a real bad time. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't know where he goes from here because I really cannot see WWE wanting all the trouble that's going to come with him because... You know, if you look at it like, I remember Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns being very vocal on him not wanting him around anymore. You know, and those are two of your top guys. I mean, ultimately, it's Vince's decision. Sure it is. but I don't see how... I just don't... My thing is... I don't get how he would want to go back. Well, my thing is, is does he even move the needle? Does anyone really move the needle enough mm-hmm. to justify putting up with such a toxic person? Anymore? Right? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. And and I don't think AEW's numbers really changed that much pre-post-punk. I think they're kind of right around the same place they really were. So I mean, I it's think just not worth the, the nightmare. I think you're selling out in Chicago either way. Yeah. Yeah. You're putting you're putting on what to my understanding is usually a pretty good product that people are excited to see. You're doing you're you've got you know the production value that you know other competitors haven't had since you know you go back to the Monday Night Wars and 
they were on equal footing. Now AEW is more or less on equal footing, at least from the the wrestling show perspective with WWE. They don't match them in the other tangential stuff yet. Um, so no blood money shows. Yeah, <laughs> but give it time. I was just gonna say, yeah. give it time though. Give it time, right? But you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. The the whole point of like what you what you're trying to do with when you're when you're growing a business is to get past the point where the business rides on any one person you know and to a certain extent you know or even a, a small group of people like if you look at AEW when it first started if you know the young bucks just out of nowhere signed with WWE like within the first couple months like that could be a death blow to AEW but they built up the company i thought they did a very good job from jump of having a very deep roster mm-hmm. of people you were interested in seeing mm-hmm. and i thought they had that tournament remember right at the beginning for like the tag championships and the bucks lost to like a newer team mm-hmm. And they made them look like fucking rock stars. Well, and that that was actually one of their big problems early on is the Bucks and Kenny wanted to put everybody over. Like for like a year, they're just putting everybody over. And I think eventually Tony Khan was like, you guys are supposed to be the stars of the show. Right. You know, you got to win. Like well, and they appreciate the sentiment, amount. right? Yeah. You appreciate you wanting to put these younger folks yeah, over. Yeah, it's like okay, you're not Hulk Hoganing it, like you're not beating everybody, right. but you gotta you gotta win like a the good win proof. It's gotta be like a seventy five, like twenty five, like at least. Mm-hmm. But, but I think they wanted to be like it's not just the Us. Kenny and Young Bucks show. We have a <laughs> deep roster of folks who can go and who you should be excited to see. Yeah. Well, and it's 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 cool to watch, um, like how the company has grown over the last couple of years, and you see things that they've they've done that they've changed, and they've you know they've kind of figured out like how to move from being a couple you know a group of indie wrestlers who suddenly got infused with a giant chunk of cash to you know, operating a top tier production. And a lot of that is because they made smart decisions on bringing in the right people that taught them, you know, how to do things um, that, because they always knew how to wrestle. They knew how to throw, cut promos, but there's all the, you know, there's the WWE of things that you need to do. There's certain expectations production level wise. Yeah. And that was like bringing in Jericho is probably... Well, that was just a genius move from jump. Because two, you decision. have a, an old an old hand who can hold your title for what well, he held it for like a year, right? Something Long like time, that. yeah. And it's a give it legitimacy, mm-hmm. uh, bring like eyes to your product. Because Jericho's great. His politics are fucking terrible, but I love Jericho. He's wonderful. He's a delightful wrestler, and the fact that he's been able to stay fucking relevant as long as he has is genuinely impressive. So, no, they did a lot of smart shit. And it just, this punk stuff has just been like, what, really? Like, we're, we're still... And I just think you're... 
I really think he, he's just a poison in the locker room. If you were to create a whole new fucking show and then not be able to have certain people backstage for it, what are we doing? They should have never let that happen. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Especially like, you want to do it, keep that shit on the down low. But if you got, mm-hmm. just that it's getting out. Well, just that it's people. getting out tells you that people are unhappy about right. it. Because nobody's talking if they're happy. Remember, this is the same locker room. Like, legitimately, dozens of people knew that Brody Lee was really sick. And no one fucking said And nobody said, said a word. Nobody said a single word. And anything related to CM Punk, people are lining up out the door to leak it. Mm-hmm. Because they don't like him. Right. It's like, FTR likes him. That's about it. That's it. Right. <laughs> Nobody else likes him. Yeah. You know, did I tell you uh, it was funny? Like, because I think I told you. So, Bob, you know these two guys in FTR, um, the tag team, uh, I forget their names. They're so generic. Like, that's a great tag team, but as individuals, they are so generic. Mm -hmm. One of them's bald and one of them isn't. So, people to identify them have been been calling the one FTR bald. (laughs) And then the other one was driving down the street in Florida, waving his gun out the window. So he got arrested, and now people are calling him FTR Assault. <laughs> or or he was also at one point being called FTR Hair, so now he's being called FTR Hair Trigger. Oh, God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wrestlers are... Are interesting people. Yeah, they're it's crazy. a it's an interesting swath of the uh, political spectrum. <laughs> and and honestly, what's funny is I really think if Punk only punched Jungle Boy, there may have been a chance they would have brought him back again. But since he rushed Tony Khan, and that's probably the first time in Tony Khan's life where he felt like he was in any sort of danger. He probably suddenly gained some empathy and was like, oh, <laughs> wow, it would be really uncomfortable to be backstage with a guy who tried to attack me. Hmm. Yeah, that could be. I bet you that played a big part in it as well. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where Tony Khan goes in the next couple years is, is in terms of like evolving and growing his management style. Um, because he, he kind of, it seemed like from what I saw, he like, he just, he wanted, he wanted CM Punk to work so bad. Yeah. And he got bit by being a fan of somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And so he needs you know, he needs to go and you know, really look, you know, think a lot about what happened. And, and like, anytime he signs someone, he's got to remind himself that this is an employee. No matter how bad you want him here, you got to be able to fire him too one day. Well, and what's funny is, you know, Punk has already dealt with a lot of injuries mm-hmm. since joining AEW. Big, long-term injuries. Mm-hmm. So the body was breaking down. He probably didn't have that much left in him, wrestler-wise. And 
I'm sure Tony Khan would have happily paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, to sit backstage in some role and basically be Tony Khan's friend. And all he had to do was not punch his co-worker. Like the, uh, the Snoop Dogg uh, spliff roller, who he pays like 50 grand a year. He keeps on retainer. It's somebody who rolls his joints for him. Just hang out, Snoop Dogg, all day. That's well, the gig. How many how many people in the wrestling world do that? Bet you that fucker has health insurance too. Mm, probably. <laughs> but think about that. Like how many people get later in their career and they take on a different role? A producer, with, a producer or, or something. Uh, but what I think of all the times I've heard of that, who are these people? They're people who were company men. Who did what Vince asked them to do? They were well liked. They were liked, and Vince said, "You're done with your. Re- you can't wrestle anymore." But I still, I, I want to keep you around. I want to keep you around. You know, like there's, I've, like, thinking about it from like, leaving the wrestling world, and going to like, my experience, in the job world. Bigness is smart. No, well, hold on. no, no, there no. he is. This is more like little business pop. Little no. business pop. I'm just thinking about like a roll all the tongue as well. All the people I've worked with, and it's like getting hard to believe that I have a nearing 20 years in the work world. That's frightening. Oh, real? Just have to aside because my dad sent me uh, some pictures today. You don't have to get super into it. You're not going to be hearing any more ball licking on the podcast. Bob the Dog has ascended to a higher plane of existence. But my father sent me some pictures of us with him when we like first got him. And it's like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I zoomed in on that picture a little bit. You know what I didn't see in that picture? Any gray hair? That's exactly- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, my hair used to be like black. <laughs> Your, your dad was just twisting the knife. Oh, I don't care. I think I, I like my... I want to go, like, full uh, uh, gray, like, like hoping for Meryl Streep gray. No, I just I... mean, like, sending you pictures of Bob the dog. Oh, uh, no, he gets... Sentimental. He gets very nostalgic and sentimental, so... You looked like a baby. I know. You look like a baby man. <laughs> I was like, wow. That was weird. Jesus. But... Should... Should we say Bob Bob the dog was a real good boy? He was a very good boy. We can't talk about it. I'll start bawling. But he was a, he was a very 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 good boy, and we had a for a very long time, and mm-hmm. we loved him very much. And it's well, been weird. One of you did. <laughs> he was a good boy. Wow. Hey, what did I make sure happened for him on that last day? Although just the, we couldn't have done it for a few years. <laughs> What's so weird, though, Alex... Way to steal my idea. ...is, like, you'll be home alone, and you swear to fuck you hear the snorting. Or, like, oh, the little like like the little breath or whatever, a little breath, and you're just like, oh. But... See, I'm the opposite. I don't hear anything. And it's it was, like... It was creeping me out last week. Like, like if you and Izzy were out, and, like... Because I would always get up... You know, throughout the day, as I do, and 
every time I'd leave the office, you know, see Bob. Or you'd be on the couch or something, right. You need to go out or whatever, and, you know, it's it's not there anymore. So it was weird. Yeah. He was a good boy. He was. Okay, we can move on. But no, yeah, it was just those pictures. I was like, fuck. But anyways, bringing it back. No, what I was going to say is, like, I've worked with a fair amount of people, and I've worked with people who are exceptionally talented, but just the biggest douchebags. I've worked with people who, every time they work on something, I have to fix it. But they're really nice people. And I'll tell you which one I would rather work with every single day. Yeah. The you, people who aren't making you want to, like, you know, die. It's, it's you know, being nice, being liked is so important. Um, it, it, it buys you, it buys you the benefit of the doubt. It, you know, and, and there's, there you know, certainly don't be too loyal to a company. No. But there is something to be said for being liked and and putting in a little extra. Don't work 80 hours a week, but just make sure people know that you're you're here to do the job and you're going to help them get to, get it done. Definitely not for the post office. Not for the post office though. No, not No, for definitely the don't for the post office. office. Don't work any extra. And if you start at the post office, um, if you're if you're like thinking about getting a job at the post office, and like people Slack. tell you, people tell you in advance, don't work too hard, um, because it doesn't pay off. Listen to those people, um, because <laughs> they're is, right. This is just some general advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't targeted or <laughs> at anything any, at anybody. Really, really, actually, anywhere in the federal. If you work anywhere for the federal or state government. Don't work too hard. You will be punished. Yeah, do not. No, do not. No. There is no good reason to do so. No. Isn't that so fucked? Unsolicited advice. Yeah, it is very fucked. This is, I was thinking about this because, you know, I I do, in my line of work, I do a lot of work on government contracts. And to a certain degree, it's like, you know, sometimes I think about how much money these contracts are and like how ridiculous it is. And why don't you know, like how, why don't the agencies do this, like more of this work directly. And there's like myriad reasons why everything is subcontracted out. Um, most of it political, but it's also just like, if you, if you had, the the agencies actually do all this work directly all the time it would never get done or it would get done really poorly like the the most like the the fact that some agencies actually manage to accomplish their mission is mind-boggling to me um because there you have you have that like that weird incentive incentive not to work any harder then you absolutely have to. And it's, yeah, federal work is weird. Um, anyways, but what, you know, getting back to it, no one is going to put their neck out on the line for CM Punk well, ever. If, if they can't make money on him, 
which is where they were getting to the point where he was more of a liability than whatever he whatever they calculated his draw to be. And you know, if you're in that situation where the only thing that matters is how much money you're bringing in, the second you're not bringing in enough money, you're gone. Versus if you're liked, well, maybe we'll stick with you th- for a little downtime or find you something else. Well, and here's the other thing. You know, imagine this is now the second time this has happened. Let's say you bring him back again. And the next time he sucker punches someone, their head bounces off the concrete. We had talked about this. And too, they yeah. can't work ever again in pro wrestling. They, they're concussed. They have vertigo. They can't do their job anymore. Mm-hmm. How much money are you going to owe them as a company? You know? Like, imagine that lawsuit. Yeah. And the, what are they going to roll out in that lawsuit? Oh, you had a maniac at your workplace who you let come back two times. And then the third time, he seriously hurt someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be an easy one. You couldn't, if they, yeah, if you had brought him back again, that was, you brought him back the first time we talked at length about crazy. how, even just from a, and I understand from a logistical thing, but it's just a, a you've lost the locker room. Mm-hmm. I read something that was so funny that the Young Bucks had said, apparently, and obviously all this is just rumors and everything. Hearsay. But apparently the Young Bucks had said if CM Punk could go six months without any sort of incident, they would be open to working with him again. This dude couldn't make it six months. Could make it six weeks. <laughs> <sighs> dummy. That's fucking hysterical. Big time dummy. And, the, and this is the thing, like kind of what I was saying earlier. Okay, so now he can't work for AEW. Who knows? Tony Khan's an idiot. Maybe five years from now, he'll give him another chance. Um, five years from now, he's 50 and it's like... Well, he'll bring mm, him back to do some bullshit. Yeah. But... Um, you know, he's probably not going to go to WWE because I just cannot imagine Hunter or anyone else wanting to put up with him. I think that's extremely unlikely. New Japan's not going to have him for sure because they're closely knit with AEW right now. They don't want that relationship to be screwed up because that's mm-hmm. their entry point into the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be bad. So what's he going to do? Go work for Impact? I mean... Sure, they'll pay him whatever they can, and they'd probably happily have him, but you're going to be working. They do so little ratings, they don't even chart. Like, no one even knows how many people watch Impact. That's how few people watch I didn't watch actually Impact. know Impact was still had TV time. Yes. Nobody watches it. <laughs> I think it's dead. just, it's time to, to go off into that good night. You had, like, a good thing going, man. You know, you're coasting on the name. You're still selling merch. You know what I'd love to know is what does AJ tell him when he comes home from one of his great excursions? Yeah, I know what I would say. Like, because she seems like her head is pretty well on her shoulders, unlike him being an absolute maniac. So I would just love to know what she says. I mean, we don't know. We don't know that for sure. Sure. But the public-facing persona, and she's been fairly quiet since she left WWE. I think she's written yeah. a book, and you know she she still does stuff. You just don't really hear a lot about her, at least not in my corners of the internet. But 
I, I don't know. You would hope that any spouse would just be like, really stupid? <laughs> really? <laughs> that is kind of your job to be like, what are you doing? What, the fu- what is the thought This pro- is not okay. Walk me through the thought process. Well, it's very... My light and my love, It's please. very antisocial behavior. It is. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It entertains me deeply. Oh, yeah, because it is just like... You had a all you really had to do was coast. What's funny is he could have been a huge asshole. He could have probably said anything he wanted. All he had to do was not punch people. Mm-hmm. I bet you he could have got away with anything else. Probably. Big dummy. Big dummy. Yeah. Not a sharper guy move. Hey, let's talk about two major league dummies. Bob Okay. Who we got now? Because this could be anybody. Recently, from that '70s show, Danny Masterson got convicted of raping two women. Yeah. And you know how they do the thing where you can write letters to the judge during like the sentencing, right? To appeal for leniency. So, in their true genius, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis decide to write a letter talking about his good character and things of that nature. Mm, this did not go over well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're a convicted rapist. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how hard it is to convict someone of raping someone? Like, they had you dead to fucking rights. Like, he a thousand percent did this to these And two you've women. got the Scientologist trying to cover it up. Right. And no doubt in my mind has probably done it to a bunch of other women. Oh, the rumor is it's a lot more than yeah, two. Yeah, we just managed to convince. But those are the two they were able to prove. You were able to prove that this happened twice. So now you two dummies are going to be like, yeah, I mean, sure, he raped two women. But he's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> he's got poisonality. Look, this is my thing, Okay. Like, no one likes Ashton Kutcher anyway. Like, don't... What, why are you inviting more scrutiny, idiots? Well, my thing is, when I think about crimes friends could commit, if, say, someone, you know, got into an argument with someone else, pushed them, got mad, their head bounces off a counter, and you accidentally killed them. Oh, I'll okay. tell you right now, Alex, I could 100% forgive a murder. I find out you raped somebody? Absolutely not. So this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. That's like, okay, you made a mistake in the heat of the moment, but you're still like the good person I knew, right? In a lot sure. of ways. Sure. You go and drug and rape women? You're a monster. <laughs> You're an awful person. You're a monster. Who should be locked up to the fucking electric chair and put out to pasture. Yes. Like, there's no coming back from that. Nope. I'm sorry. I don't fucking care. <laughs> That's no. great. Good for you. I'm not I'm not writing a letter. <laughs> no. And this was this was basically so these two jabronis put out a video message, and essentially the message was um, we didn't think that we the fact that we got letters would get out wrote letters would get out and what are you stupid <laughs> and um, what else oh so you're just mad you got caught That's yes what they're, it is. They, they, no, they're literally they're mad they got caught yeah 
That's what they said. That's basically what right. they We're said. We're mad this got out. Okay. And their other justification was his family asked us to write them. You know what you can say to that? No. Your son is a rapist. <laughs> no. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Hard <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> no! being their PR people? <laughs> You're just slamming the head against the wall. I mean, how quick do you make that for? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the hell, no, you know, guys? Why do you hate me so much? Why do you want to make my job that much? You're Ashton Kutcher. No one likes you. Do you know how hard my fucking job is? Do you know how hard my job is, Ashton? The call from the ancient agent and PR people must have been amazing. It's like, I need you to just sit there and be quiet for 20 minutes because I'm just going to scream at you. Okay? Here we go. Set a timer. And I don't want to hear a word. Yeah, man. I just, I was like, what are you thinking? And it wasn't only them, by the way. You know um, who, it's like our guy from RoboCop, uh, who was in that, who was the dad in that 70s no! show. He wrote Kirkwood a letter. Smith, he no! wrote a letter to the mother wrote a letter. Whoever okay, played just the mother because on that, show? that you were on a show with a guy, he's been convicted of ra- drugging and raping two women. Way to make it seem like you don't care. I know no one cares. No one gives a shit, right? Yeah. Eh, whatever. Sexual assault, mm. taking away your agency. No one gives a fuck about that. Terrible. Robocop well, is forever besmirched. <laughs> No, we still got to make Bob watch. Oh, we're still a thousand percent making Bob watch. Um, no, but and the other funny thing that came out of this was, you know, for the longest time, there had been this talk like, why, like, is Topher Grace an asshole or something? Like, because there was always this talk that he never was friends with anyone from that 70s show, yep, right. He didn't. He didn't hang out with no, any he of didn't them. Want to associate, and they're yeah. all. A lot of these people were like the Scientology lunatics, like uh, Danny Masterson. Well, and I want to say he was a little older than everybody. Yes, too. he was. Laura, Laura Prepon, or however you say her name, she was in Scientology. Like they were all. It's so like, one can hardly blame her. They're for... all. They're all Scientologists or like Scientologist adjacent. Right, and know? he was just like, you know what? He's like, and and he literally basically said like, you know, because that was. I saw a clip from him on a podcast where he basically said that was literally my first job. Like they found me some casting person happened to be like in an audience at a school play, which is crazy and saw me when you think about that. And they got me into like try out for this and he got it. And he's now like the lead on this huge, what ends up being a huge show. Right. And you know, he was, basically like i just kind of wanted to do my job and go home and not get involved in any sort of Which, bullshit honestly, or anything yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that and the other thing you know who even knows one other thing to say is like who even knows what may have happened to mila kunis around that time because remember she was like 14 or 15 when she was started on that show mm-hmm. and you got this fucking crazy rapist hanging around mm-hmm. who knows yeah we don't know. these these were happening back then they didn't happen after no they, this is a like, lot of them, this is something some that has been going on then. for a very long time yeah this guy was out there bill cosby in it yep. you know what's interesting about what you're saying there about topher grace i remember like 
when I was in college, like the the what people said about Topher, oh, he's a huge asshole. Yeah, I heard that too. You know, and you kind of hear about it in retrospect. Oh, no, he wasn't the asshole. No, he was a smart person. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to associate with this. Yeah, he was the nice guy staying away from the assholes. Well, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with somebody. And I think people have like a different perspective on like acting. They're like, oh, they're all like friends and they all like hang out. And it's like, no, this is, this is a, acting is a job. Yeah. It's not, we're just hanging out and having fun making a movie. And you can be friends with people at your job. Oh, absolutely. But you don't have to be. I mean, Adam Sandler, he's spent the last, you know, few decades of his career just making movies to hang out with his friends. Well, he's got the grift down. So, like, good for him, man. I mean, the classic example of it is uh, Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, they had a great show together, Mythbusters. They work really well together. And they were not friends. No. And it's like you don't have to be, or you don't have to be friends. You could have with great them. chemistry on screen and just be like, yeah, they're just we run in different circles. We work really well together. Well, and and the gag always is if you see like a man and a woman who had chemistry on screen and then suddenly don't, it's because they fucked. So now they have no more chemistry on on camera. <laughs> they ruined it. It's been ruined. <laughs> the, show business is a very bizarre industry and I I am frequently thankful that I have no part in it well my thing always I think we've talked about this before of course as we talk about everything a thousand times on this podcast but We've been going for over 100 episodes. We're going to retread some ground. I would always wonder, if I was friends with a really good actor, Mm -hmm. like let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm friends with Matt Damon. How do you ever know? I was curious who you were going to go with there. I just went with safe pick. Okay. How would you ever know if you're actually hanging out with Matt Damon or a character he's presenting to you? I think it all depends on how long you've known them for. Like, if I may, throw it back, bring up uh, the man himself, Joey Beatty, has uh-huh. talked about how, like, after he's done with the season of The Witcher, he'll go, like, back to, like, whatever, and his friends will be like, you're, you're doing the character from the show. <laughs> Can you, do, when, like, they say it takes, he says it takes him, like, a month or so to be, like, himself, just throw it off and, like, okay, and they're like, okay, yeah, they're, okay. Well, and especially if you're dealing with the method actors. Oh, the method actors have to be the worst to put up They're all douchebags. I loved that, like, in uh, uh, Behind the Scenes of Barbie. They were like, you know, Margot Robbie had to deal with fucking Jared Leto on that Suicide Squad movie. I can't. Being method. Oh, And she was like, she kind of did the same thing, but she was like... I would like given uh, Ryan Gosling like little gifts every day, but not like sending him a rat in the mail. Like <laughs> the people use, oh, I'm I'm being method, and it's like, no, you're just being a douchebag. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're Margot Robbie, Robbie Oliver, I think I, it's Robbie, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're a big enough star where you could be like, you know, I'd really prefer if we didn't cast Jared Leto in a movie. Like, Maybe not nice. then. No. Maybe not even now. now. No, not even now. Do you know how much money that Barbie movie brought in? Was that because of her, though? I think partially. 
there are very few people in all of Hollywood who could who could say I'm not working with that person and get away with it. Tom Hanks. I mean, but but think about it. who who are you saying I'm not going to work with either? Now Jared Leto. Okay, he's been kind of weird last couple of years. Maybe last couple of years, a little longer than that. Hey, he's always been weird. You can tell in Fight Club that guy was a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah Fight Club's a long time ago. You know the John Cena's in that Barbie movie? No, I heard I that. For like five seconds, and it's delightful. I heard That's that. Funny. Well, because oh, I, I guess he was this. like he was in London or something, and he happened to like uh, uh, see her at like a restaurant, and like he paid for a meal because he's John Cena and he has bonkers amounts of money. And she was like, "Oh yeah, we're filming the Barbie movie. Do you want to be in it for like you know a little bit part?" And he was like, "Absolutely, I do." Oh, look at John out there; he's making the connections. Well, they were in Suicide Squad together. That's true. The Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, the excuse me. One. Yeah, which I had completely one. forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But um. No, John. John's just out there having a good time. No. There's so many movies like that. You watch them and you go, "Okay, it was good," and then you completely flush it from your memory. That's like books for me. Like I'll recommend a book to somebody and be like, "Oh, was it good? Did you really like it? What happened?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking remember." <laughs> <laughs> That's like five books ago, baby. That's gone. I remember I liked it. Yeah. I wasn't mad. I read it, yeah. but that shit's gone. It's just gone now. But now. Uh, John Cena just doing the tour. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to another season of Peacemaker. Yeah. I need to watch the first one. I'm woefully behind on all yeah, of the Yeah, that was media. good. Yeah, like a good television show that I want to watch, unlike Halo. Oh, no. We'll be watching that. We were talking I'm about aware. that the other day. When are we getting that second season? Do we have any idea? I don't know. I hope it's so bad. I want it to be so bad. I need it to be really bad. It could be really bad. It'll be great for this podcast if it was really bad, as long as the tree gets climbed. But I was just going to say, we have two requirements. It needs to be absolute dog shit. And yeah, the tree needs to be climbed. Yeah, that's that's all I need. That's all Pull I Pull that trigger. That is such a low standard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very low standard. Hey, I think uh, there was some good news this week. A slight glimmer of hope in, for humanity in the sea of darkness. You know, Erica, did you know how BMW was doing this bullshit where they were building heated seats into all their vehicles? but And then doing it as a subscription service? You could only yeah. have the heated yeah. seats if you paid for a subscription. Yeah, Not a one-time like, fee. No. A subscription. This is, you deserve to be hunted for sport. <laughs> If this was your idea. So you deserved like driven, like knocked unconscious, flown out on a helicopter to an island, and then the mega rich get to hunt you for sport. That'd be pretty awesome. You know that island exists though, right? Oh yeah. There's no sure. way that's not actively happening. That's where they were going with uh, Epstein and everyone. The dangerous game you is were, being you played were, out you were right now. Sport hunting and fucking children. Yep. Like that was clearly what was going on. <laughs> it's the island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Anywho, <laughs> so what happened? You, what you happened? didn't think that was going on? No, a thousand percent, it's going on. So um, what? What happened? Did so the EU come in and save us? No. Well, thank God it didn't have to get to that point. That would have probably taken another decade. Um. No. Apparently, 
no one must have been buying this at all because, because they've ended why they've people would you? are real dumb erica people are real dumb but so they've ended this program it's not happening anymore Good. which means clearly no one bought it because no. if people bought it they keep no they it. keep doing but no like if you like when we bought the new car if they were like oh we could do heated seats i'd be very excited oh but you gotta pay us monthly would have slapped them in the face <laughs> See, here's my thing. I don't mind the idea of saying we're going to build every feature into every vehicle just so we have a standard platform Mm -hmm. that we always make and then saying, okay, we're going to upsell you for features as a one-time fee. That doesn't necessarily bother me. If you say, well, the heated seats cost us X to implement, we're going to charge you you know, X times two, because that's how it always goes, right? Or whatever. And But yeah, it's a one-time one fee. One-time fee. One-time fee. A subscription no. is horseshit. Blow mm-hmm. me. Go straight to hell. So no, a small good, glimmer of hope. Good for, for the right. consumer being like, yeah, nah. What I texted him was, uh, could gamers learn something? from no. this no because gamers are idiots Real unfortunately <laughs> wicked stupid but <Bob. laughs> the, the you know i told you um uh my favorite my favorite uh waifu simulator nike started the uh near automata yes. collab they immediately now this game always does well this game's always like kind of top three top five on sales immediately shot, shot up to number, number one, one. Two B's giant ass drove a lot of sales. My <laughs> phone has been uh, uh, has heard us talk about Nike a lot. Oh now yeah, my, all you my ads, ads on Tumblr are Nike ads. It's hysterical. <laughs> That's amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, speaking of gotcha games, I'm reluctant to even tell you about this for fear of what'll happen to your bank account. Um, did you see? There's a Final Fantasy VII gotcha game Don't now. Don't do this to me, Alex. Called Ever Crisis. No. Yeah. Ever Crisis? That's a good name. And the characters are not the gotcha. Apparently, you just get all the characters. Mm-hmm. The gotcha is weapons and armor. So that's the like random stuff you have to pull mm-hmm. for. I have to download this. No, don't do it, Erica. Mm. Don't do it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have to see. Don't no, I've started reading like a book again. I uh-huh. hadn't read anything since like July. I was looking through. I'm oh, like, have what, I happen- really- what happened in July? <laughs> like, what happened in July? I was looking through and I'm like, have I really not picked up a book since mid? Oh, hmm. that's why. Hmm. <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I've written a lot. Mm-hmm. I've read Skirfit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Practice. Mm-hmm. Why work on original stuff mm-hmm. when you can make the same two idiots like kiss as if you're pressing dolls together as if you were a five-year-old? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to be 40 next year. I've yes. got something to talk about. Let's go. One, I've been watching the new season of The Challenge USA because there's a bunch of people from Actual Challenge on it. Mm-hmm. Like basically kind of like maybe a third of the cast is like you know johnny bananas wes tori i think amanda um you know i it's like whether or not you count them as actual challengers but like josh and fessy were on there 
Um, so a good like them or like, not, they're they're part of that. I like Josh Fessy. I could Fessy have him never get cast again. Personally. Fessy needs to. We've talked about this. You you're a fucking heel. You're the bad guy, and you got to lean into that shit. Anyway, so how are you finding it? It's fine, but I I had something finally occur to me. What one of my problems is with the show lately mm-hmm. is they've swung way too hard to the competition side of the show like it's all just competition the whole show now is about competition and you're not getting that and good house strong yeah i need some like people terrorizing each other or pranks or any like the the romance stuff or like any of that type of thing well because we that was balance? that that human drama that you yeah. got right and that was such a huge part of it because it would definitely carry over season into the season. competition End and the season competition. to season mm-hmm. it gave you like you had these long-running storylines that were like really interesting with these terrible terrible people yeah, awful humans right. yes and 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 we always used to say when we would do those long episodes about the challenge, the psychological trauma in the house is a huge part of the game. Yeah. And and they swung too far the other way, remember, in recent memory. There was like those shows, like what were they called? Like Final Reckoning and mm-hmm. There was like a there was like three or four shows there, right, that were way too drama focused. And they would go entire episodes. Remember legitimately they would go full episodes without there being a challenge and elimination on them. Yeah. And we were like, What is going on? Like it's if all I wanted just, that, I'll watch the And real it was world. all yeah. and the worst part was it was all made up bullshit. Like it would be like Kayla feuding with Melissa over like whose hair was blonder like it would just be dumb nonsense, nonsense that the producers like grab somebody and were like she yeah. said you look fat <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, exactly. like authentic shit oh as an offshoot speaking of terrible humans remember bear from the challenge mm-hmm. i read that he's currently serving a prison sentence do you know why we talked about this before. did we yeah oh, also okay. a rapist well he didn't I don't think he did. He rape anyone? Not that I, I don't know remember. of. I what it was that what he went to jail for was. You remember Georgia, who was also on the challenge for a little bit. Yes. Apparently, they had a sex tape they had made, and Bear just went and posted it on his OnlyFans without her permission. Nobody. So he basically went to jail under revenge porn laws. Whoops. Yeah. Big dummy. Dummy. Big big dummy. Big dummy. Anywho. Um, so but it's like to me I like a balance right like the show you need a balance remember dumb bullshit like when uh, what was his name Knight was chasing Jimmy around with the fucking ketchup mm-hmm. or you know any CT uh, putting that or uh, the boys putting that giant heavy swan in CT's bed or something <laughs> CT gets like mad he's but arguing taking, like, with Wes he's throwing mattresses out the that window that was amazing uh, I, I, when I think about the challenge now, um, there there are two things that stand out to me as problematic for why they can't why they're struggling to find balance. One is the prize money. The prize money is so much that people legitimately want like they want to stay. They really want to stay. They want to get. They want to get the prize. So they're very cautious. Right. Um, 
and calculating. Um, and two, you we know, think they're being or think they're being right, which um, is the best. <laughs> Josh, oh my god. Um, but the other problem is that you know, thank you to Instagram and TikTok that you know everyone is also trying to make their brand. Um, so you're 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 kind of put in this weird situation where it's like. Like people are either going really too hard trying to win and not have fun, or they're trying so hard to be like to to grow their followers instead of actually playing the game. They're trying to cultivate their brand, like you said, and so they don't want to go out there and say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, And, and now you're quote unquote canceled. And in fair and so i got to give credit to part of that observation to um johnny bananas when he interviewed mark um a little while back but it's you know it's difficult you know when you the the like through kind of those those the the early 20s seasons um which is kind of like peak challenge in my opinion um you know, starting with Rivals, and then was it... Always going to come back to Rivals. What a great um, season that was. Yeah. Um, it's like, I can't it's like, remember yeah, where like it right, ended. Right before Rivals, all the way through, like, I don't know, maybe Rivals 3 or maybe a few beyond that or something. Like, right around... Really, it was like Johnny stole the money from Sarah, and the show, like, immediately yeah, jumped the shot. Yeah, and then it went off. <laughs> but, but, you know... You you looked at those see like go what was it was the dumbest thing um, ever, but when Evan like blew the the daily to get thrown in against CT, like that was fun. Yeah, you know there was good times. Now people would never do that. Yeah, no one. It's like it is. It's such a job now, and no one seems to be having fun. There's no. Every once in a while, people do it, but there's no totally chaotic personalities who, at any point, can disrupt the entire house like an Abram would or a CT. I mean, mm-hmm. even when CT comes on, he's old. He's chilling. He's just minding his own business because he probably knows. You know, it's like I'm CT. They're scared of me. But if I get sent into like ten eliminations, I only have to Eventually, lose one. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It, there's there's not that there's not that X factor, and the seasons are so long now. And the, the seasons ma- are so long, and the episodes are so long. Well, they've actually cut down on that. That's good. But the the with those seasons that were really long, the the longer the season, the more money you're getting paid every Monday. So that increases your incentive to stick around longer. You know, if you're going to be on a season that's going to be in, that's going to be 6 weeks, I mean, you don't want to throw money away, but you're not, you know, you're talking about It's a little different. throwing away, you know, potentially losing two paychecks versus potentially losing 10 paychecks. You know, you're gonna you're gonna approach it with a slightly different. Well, and I think it's like anything else, right? Because this show has been on for a bazillion years, right? It's diminishing returns. It you can't expect something 
Especially when they start fucking with like a formula that works, you know. Well, I I think there's something to the point though that the way kind of social media has changed things, and I don't think that the challenge has found a way to really adapt well to that. I don't think, I don't think like if you if you took you know these identical people who were on rivals but gave them 10 more years of growing up or you know back them up like they'd be it'd be completely different sure you know and um so it's no and the the brand growing thing too even though it's like i, I don't know who the fuck any of these fucking people are and i don't mm-hmm. i guess i'm not Nearly as I have my little space on Tumblr, and that's where I huddle with my other trash raccoons. But it's just, yeah. Is that, your, is that your Twitch subscribers' names, or? Uh, no, I'm Lady Near the Lake almost everywhere. No, no. <laughs> Some people have like a, you know they have their Twitch and they have like a made up name for the people in their chats. Oh, you know? like your who your people are. Yeah, your followers. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> trash raccoons you want to be the there trash raccoons i'm into that um mm. but yeah I, i've just that's what i've kind of noticed and it's like because of this because they're so competition focused you know i know like the personalities of a west or someone like that right because i've had a bazillion years on tv to follow them and get to know them and everything mm-hmm. but all these new people come on from big brother or survivor or wherever else and one just generally these people have no personality seemingly but then two even if they did, they never get a chance to showcase that personality or anything about them on the show. So they're just a dude. Yeah. Like someone like... um, Your generic guy number five. Yeah. Like someone like a, uh, like a Michelle. Like I think Michelle is decently entertaining for what she is. She likes to stir up a little bit of drama and make promises to every single person she comes across so she eventually gets fucked. But it's like, I think she has some personality, but I never actually get to see it. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so to me, she's just hot girl number six. You know, like you just plug anybody into that slot. They're all the same. Sure. So I don't know. I think that's one of the, I think that's actually the biggest problem with the show is that they've taken it where like, you know, it, it was like the show had a balance. I don't know what that balance was, but it had a balance. And now it seems like almost exclusively competition focused. And I like the competition, but these people are not pro athletes. Right. Like, I want to see them get messy. Yeah. I I think it, it, it says a lot about the show that I just... I you know I made no effort to watch this season. I was just gonna say it's been a few seasons since I've watched, and I haven't really. Well, in in USA is like an offshoot, and I generally wouldn't have even watched it. Right, mm-hmm. it was just that there were a lot of like the mainline challenge people on. Yeah, just from hearing you guys talk about that last season that you did watch together, though, there was really nothing that I was like, "Ooh, I feel like I'm really missing something." Yeah. Now, Eric, I brought yes. this up. Yes, because. Dear. I know I now know the cast for the challenge All Stars for. The male side is not great, but we'll get to the positives. Cause you know on this podcast, many of times I have trashed their casting 
of the females yes. has been very bad. Yes. This is not one of those. I was seasons. just gonna say you sound hopeful. Now I'll go. I'll run through the male cast real quick. Um, do you remember Jay, who wouldn't drink the thing in the finals? With Jenna. Was he mountain climber guy? No, no, no. He was like some dude from Long Island or something. Remember, he was paired up with Jenna and he wouldn't drink the fucking thing. And TJ was like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Vaguely. So that loser's back. Tyree, another loser. He's back. Um, It's like a bunch of random dudes. Honestly, it's not a great cast for the men. Well, because like All Star, it kind of like they've had way better cast than this. You have a very like, like Wes is an All Star, CT is an All Star. Yeah, they've this the male side is these are very loose All Stars. Tony's back. I like Tony. Tony time. Oh, okay. Tony could eat. Tony elite. Tony could eat. Tony elite. Um, Brad's back. Okay. And Leroy's back. So that's a good that's a good three. Couldn't stay away for long. No. <laughs> um, and just as a spoiler, his wife, Cam, is also back. I don't know where their child is, but they're both back. So Cam's back. Still uh, married, huh? Yeah, I think so. Good for them. Uh, Jasmine, Tina, Veronica's back. Avery's back. Avery was good when she was on the show. Remember Avery? She Vaguely. Was like, she was always, she was like with the, paired up with the other Johnny. You know, the other Johnny was like, okay. Vaguely. Yeah. Vague recollections. She, yes. She would always be at war with, um, uh, what's her name? Nyla or something. No, what's her name? Tall, tall girl with George. She's always hanging around with Jordan. You know who I'm talking about. Tall girl always hanging, always around. hanging out with Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, she's like friends with Jordan. She didn't used to be. She used to hate him. Now she's friends with Jordan. Oh, um, what's her name? Naya. Naya. Ni- not Nyla. Naya. Oh, wasn't Naya the one that was like calling him all that homophobic shit and got like banned from the show for a yeah, while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back. They made up. They're friends now. They're okay. like best friends now. Hey, cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was very uncomfortable. But now we're starting to get into more of the fun ones. Nicole's back. You remember Nicole? Yes. Firefighter, lesbian. Yes. Yeah. Cam's back, as I said. And now this is where it gets fun because Nicole's back. Guess who else is back? Laurel. Ooh. And Cara Maria. We brought back Cara Maria. Cara Maria's back. And Rachel Robinson's also back. If you remember Rachel from earlier seasons. Always kept in great shape. I mean, Kara being back is like with Laurel. Kara and Laurel is going to be possibly great TV. Hopefully. Let's not do anything stupid. I just hope they're at odds. I would think so. Laurel seems like she holds a grudge for like ever. <laughs> yes. I feel like they're both very stubborn. And I don't know if Kara's got the head back on straight because she was just, she was insufferable those last well, few seasons. Well, and this is what I am worried about is the last, when Kara was peak annoying, she was always working with Cam and Leroy and they're both there, which means they're probably all going to be aligned. And I just hope they're not so aggravating because they... Some of those bad seasons we were talking about, like War of the Worlds oh and seasons God. like that, I've never wanted to see anyone lose as bad as I want Car- wanted Kara to lose. Those, the tears on the boat, 
were the most. <laughs> those were the most delicious tears I've like, ever tasted. Like that season was so fucking brutal to sit through, because you're just watching people be like, "You're you're voting against your own interests, you fucking idiots." Yeah. And then CT was finally like, "You know what? We're gonna make this an interesting season," and said, "Fuck it." And it was like, "Oh, okay, okay. Now we're well, now we're cooking. Now we got something going here." And those last couple episodes were like, all right, did that make the last, like, ten tolerable? Absolutely not. But I'm glad we got where we needed to go. As the, thank God Kara lost in the end, because it would have been so much worse if she would have won. Her that may have been a, I don't think I can watch this anymore <laughs> type of situation. That would have been an evil triumphing over good situation. Yeah, yeah. And we get that entirely too often in, uh, in real life. <laughs> but, okay, and I'll that tell could you. Be, that could be interesting. I don't know what CT's up to or if he's busy with his kid or whatever's going on. But, man, when CT sees the mail cast for this season, he's going to wish he was there. Because that would have been easy money for CT. Well, and the other thing that always annoyed me about Cam is they started making her out to be, like, this master strategist. Mm -hmm. And it was like, no. (laughs) They were always trying to play it like she's some super badass bitch. And it's like, you're kind of just, like slightly above average i guess you're nothing special. cam cam set up one really good strategy move in that one season and then she was undercut by a twist and that really sucked because she legitimately like did some good work and but since it really it's like Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna say you suck. Like you're you're above average, it, but you haven't. You're not you, up you there with all the time rates, right? No. no, and it's easy to do whatever when you like on War of the Worlds when you and Kara have control of like eighty percent of the votes. Mm-hmm. It's easy to win the game when you're do you know do well in the game when you're doing that. I mean, that was just so infuriating to I, watch. Yeah, it was. I'm just thinking about it, and I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> I, I, um, I, you know, I'll give her credit. Like she's, and how much this actually is how it is, you know, on the show with the cast and how much this is just what gets presented on TV. You don't know, but you know, if it, if it does actually, if it does actually pan out in the house, like credit to her for building a mystique out of really not much. Yeah. You know, but it is really like, well, then was it like that, or was it just like the editors were like, "Well, yeah, we got fucking nothing. Can we like push this a little bit?" Well, and, 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 and maybe there's a chance too, because remember the last time all three of them were there, Laurel, Kara, and Nicole. Nicole was going around and flirting with both of them, and she was all over both of them, and she drove a wedge right in the middle of that friendship. Yeah, and that was the beginning of the end for that friendship. So, with her back again, how does that all play out? Let's go. <laughs> so, that, that, I mean, that's a real, that's a good female cast at the top anyway. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get Laurel and Cara on the same season, you just start to hope and pray they end up in a good elimination against each other. You just don't want it too early. No, no. No, the whole on. season has to build to that. Yeah. Because I mean that's it's unfortunately been the the shitty thing about the last couple of seasons Laurel's been on she's out so early. Yeah. Well, and apparently, I mean, 
Apparently, she's been working out a lot more and trying to get in better shape and everything. So, Laurel, the last time she, the last, last time she was out, she had a shitty partner, and the time before that, she she got screwed on a. Oh, that thing with Ninja was yeah. one of the worst production decisions ever. That was so bad. Yeah, that was War of the Worlds, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was one of them. Yeah, that was yeah. such. Do you remember that shit where Laurel oh, like yeah, I do. put the spike in a spot, but it wasn't one of the spots it was supposed to be, and then Ninja found the right spot, but it was after they had already called Laurel the winner. Like, it was like, who let this happen? I think you- it was War of the Worlds, because, yeah, then there really wasn't anybody else to kind of Cara challenge that. Yeah, and then it was just coasting, and then they had... A stupid amount of the votes and all of the UK people kept like voting with the US people and it was like what Against are you their own people. what are you idiots doing? With Laurel, I'm not worried about her I like I'm glad to hear she's like trying to be in top shape and I wonder if like, it was like a CT situation where he was on and he's like, I got the dad bot, I'm not doing as well and then he was like, No, I'm gonna go get fit and I'm gonna fucking I mean, like, run this shit again. Yeah, but I was not worried about that with Laurel. With Laurel it's mental. Yeah. If she if she doesn't if she doesn't like the last season she was on like you could just the way she was talking she just she didn't really care and I mean how much of that was because she knew her partner wasn't gonna that's gotta be know, very frustrating that's gotta be frustrating yeah. but you know you could just tell she wasn't really in the game the heart wasn't in it yeah so if she comes and she's in the game and she's ready to go that could be a lot of fun so we'll see when does that start I'm not sure. I just saw the cast. I that's on Paramount Plus, appara- right? Yeah, um, probably. I mean, apparently that's been in the can forever. Like people are yeah. saying, this is the longest a season's been shot to airing, like ever. Like oh, it's been sh- shot like over six months ago or something. Hmm. They they were fearing the writer strike, so they've been holding it. <laughs> Maybe. Do you do you does that does a show like The Challenge even get affected by the writer's strike? I don't know. It may just be because it's not affected and they're like, we don't know if we're going to have shows. Are reality TV people in in SAG? I think we had this conversation and I, like, is a Johnny Bananas in SAG? I have no idea. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Which is why, like, I, I you kind of see a, a, a rise in that kind of shit, but I don't. I have no idea. I I just really if they have other acting credits because I know you have to like do a certain amount of do a certain amount or... to be in there. But yeah, I really have no idea. I really hope Kara has found some sort of balance in her mind though, because when she was doing the show as much as she was doing it, you mm-hmm. could tell the show was her life, yeah. and that's all she yeah. cared about. And everything on the show was so crazy serious for her. Mm-hmm. And I just hope, like, she's found some happiness that doesn't revolve around the challenge what? so she can be a little bit cooler on the show. Because I used to like Kara on the show, man. Same. Yeah. But those last three, four seasons she did, it was like, Once please go away. Once oh, Polly was in yeah. yeah. And he's a lot, you know, and it's funny because he's on the latest season of The Challenge USA. And he's like likable on that season hmm. without Kara there. Mm. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, Polly had one of my favorite moments of all time. Showboating off the the container, giving himself a con- a concussion, and then totally blowing that challenge. <laughs> Any way to be a dummy, dummy. Uh, she's been off though. It's been five it's or six been years. Been a while. Right? It's, it's been, been a minute. While. Maybe not that long. But, but I don't think it's been that long because it's like they're they they're shoot like so seventeen many, seasons a year. There's been sure. so many seasons now, so fast that it feels like it. But they're yeah, I don't think it's actually been that long. It's maybe been like three years. That sounds more accurate. Maybe. It's been a minute, though. Yeah. But that's good. You know what? Go out. Get your head right. This shouldn't be your life because that's a problem. And like, yeah. Or, well, there's a way to make it your life without it. It's like anything. Like, you know, if. Think about it. Like, to go back to work for a while. Before I moved to this company, like my job was like completely ruining me mentally. I was just totally screwed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I had to, I had to move on something else. But, you know, you, cause you end up in a position where it's like, you still, you have to, you have to have a job. You have to have a career. And as weird, oh, you have to have a career. You have to have a job. You have to, you, you know, you, as weird as reality TV is as a job, it is a job. Sure. So, you know, if you're, if your gig as a reality TV star is getting on TV a couple times a year, I mean, okay, that's your job and it's going to be your world. But if you can't, if it's ruining your mental health, like, which it appeared to be. Doing. That's yeah. So you gotta, you gotta I mean, make a change. We don't know change. Cara Maria. No. Who knows? But that just, yeah. Hey, just unrelated should like just every therapist in wicker park be like sending phil like solicitations <laughs> being like hey have you ever had any anger management problems <laughs> i feel like i might be able to help you <laughs> um no the therapist that finally cracked it oh, man yeah i i mean i'd like to <laughs> car yeah right Car Maria's one of the best competitors who's ever been on the show. Um, and I take, I'm not going to, I mean that fully. I don't mean the, one of the best female, she's one of the best competitors outright who's been on the show. It would be great to see her on the show in, you know, I'll call it reality healthy. Um, and be able like, cause frankly like so much of the cast sucks like let's get the good people on yeah there really hasn't been and i know i haven't watched in a while but a can't miss season in a while mm-hmm. no yeah and I'm, I'm just hoping you know when you look at cara and laurel you look at someone like a rachel who's probably a you know pretty old now realistically for reality tv competition shows but she always kept herself in great shape mm-hmm. and she was entertaining when she would be on so i mean it's like it's i think just from the women's perspective it's probably going to be a good season there's some potential i wish there. i wish the male cast wasn't so bad yeah. but normally it's like you know normally every season has a pretty solid male cast and you look at the women you're like oh why are they casting mm-hmm. like this you know so um, 
But it, it did a quick search. It, does, it looks like um, reality stars are not in SAG. But yeah, I didn't think so. SAG is trying to change that. I'm huh? sure. Just think so, of if they could get them in there. I think then of all the prop power they would have over the studios in a negotiation like this. Because mm-hmm. they're about to spin up all the reality shows or already have. Mm-hmm. What else you got, Beth? Oh, we're finally through your list. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay, you put a little stank on that, huh? My terrible list. Okay, I had an idea that I mm. wanted to run by you, Alex. Mm-hmm. So I showed you my new, my new wall button, right, for the lights sure, upstairs, sure, the wall, yeah. and, and how, and how mm-hmm. great that is. It's incredible. It is. It is. Um, the greatest wall button the gra- I've ever seen. <laughs> No one's ever had a better wall button. <laughs> so where this all came from was uh, we were having trouble with the the quote-unquote smart plugs that our lamps were plugged into, uh-huh. right? And um, I've, uh, I've been through probably three or four brands of smart plugs and they've they just always always shit the bed eventually and um i just the ones that were up there they just really weren't working and we we were they were set up in such a way as you know that you would say alexa turn the lights on or alexa turn the lights off and it was very fickle sometimes you had to yell at it three or four times Uh, <laughs> Alexa, stop. You you deserve that. I did deserve. You we should deserve that. Unplug that. But uh, leave her alone. <laughs> so you know it, it was just kind of frustrating, but it worked. Well, it stopped working. So I so I was like, you know what? I'm tired of I'm tired of like just every like two or three years buying new smart plugs. I'm gonna get. I'm going to get something good. And so I got the Lutron system. Now Lutron um, makes high-end light switches. Um, and they're they're awesome. They're very, very good. Um, now the Lutron, so for the lamps, they have a plug-in thing. It's... Um, it's a, it's actually like a plug-in dimmer, um, and so and then those dimmers communicate to the remote because what's on the wall that's not a wired switch that's a remote, and they've got like a they've got a bracket so it makes it look like it's you know I just put a new plate on top of it right right so it looks nice. Um, it, when I first described it, Erica was like, I don't want some janky looking thing on the wall. But it looks nice. It looks nice, right? It does look nice. It looks nice. I I I wouldn't propose putting some janky looking thing on the wall. The way he made it sound was like there was just going to be this like random ass switch on the wall. And I was like, I'm not putting a random ass switch on the fucking wall. How's look- that any different from any other random ass switch? <laughs> you know what I fucking mean. Oh, you shouldn't have laughed at that. <laughs> Hi. Go ahead. Keep talking about your dumb bullshit. <laughs> so, 
it looks nice. And it gives us a button to push instead of having to yell at Alexa. Thank God there's no logo on it. Otherwise, you would have had to get a GE. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. So, put that up. It works really well. Um, I'm very happy with it. And it, it, it will... It, it runs on its own wireless system. Mm-hmm. So there's no interference with the Wi-Fi system. It, it You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry. Like, it can connect to your internet. So, like, I c- can control it from the phone. But I don't have to. It can all work just off of that. Now, you can take it a step further. To go further beyond. Further okay. beyond. Okay, so I did those lamps because those the, the the outlets that they're plugged into are not switched, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't, like, I'm not gonna pay an electrician to come in and do wire anything. a switch yeah. for two lamp. Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's ridiculous. But I was looking for a solution, so this this worked out perfect. Well. You know, in the course of looking at that, I find, oh, Lutron also sells dimmer switches that are also use the same standard. Now, I was like, hmm, well, if I could get, if I get those dimmers and I put them in various places throughout the house, like in the, the public spaces, you can program one remote to control them all. Interesting. Master controller. So then, and I could keep that on my nightstand. Ooh. So when, now this would never happen, but let's say theoretically, I forget to turn a light off. I could always hit that button on my nightstand at night to turn, turn off, off all everything. the lights mm-hmm. and make sure I got it. You know, that is another good use. What's that? You're having people over. Mm-hmm. You want him to leave. Mm. You go into the bedroom, you hit the off, and you're like, oh, guys, power <laughs> went out. This is terrible. Please. Get the fuck out. Get out. <laughs> or just tell people, please get out of my house. Hey, so this is, here we go, Erica. Look, through technology, he solved a problem. He now has a thing that he can press That'll just turn off all the lights. This is not a thing that we have because we're not going to get that. Because just remember to turn off the fucking lights. Now, this system you've set up, Mm -hmm. could it be hooked into your new toaster? No. Well, maybe. I do appreciate. Here, this is. Listen, it, listeners. That literally everything. Even vaguely technology adjacent. Why are you talking to Alex about how we need a new toaster? Well, who does? Who else is he gonna come to for good advice? <laughs> you have like a vast, a vast swaths of knowledge about toasters. Possibly. <laughs> what are your toaster opinions, Alex? I like the one Bob likes. Which one is that? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> it was silver. Was it? Yeah, I think I saw a GE logo in the oh, corner. Oh, okay. 
Our toaster does suck, though. Yeah, it does. We need a new toaster. The one he looked at, you had like two, you had like the big trays. You could like make wings on it, it looked like. It looked pretty nice. Look at a nice toaster. We're not getting like a toaster oven. No, it's just a toaster. No, no, no. You're putting wings on something? You're not putting wings on a toaster. You could. <laughs> sure. But not like a regular toaster. Right. You're not getting something that's going to live on the counter forever. Mm-hmm. Things need to be able to be put away. You can find a spot in a cabinet. For a toaster oven. Yes. Not in my cabinets. Okay. Those fuckers Look. are full. You know as well as I do. When things go into the cabinet, they disappear. Bob will never know about it ever again. Think about it. You could have a toaster that Bob won't know actually exists just because you put it in a cabinet. Mm. Then he'll think he needs another toaster. Before you know it, it'll be toasterception. There'll be 15 of them. <laughs> no, see, what happens is the toaster, you open the doors and the toaster's right there. So he does know because it's But eye-lined. if you put like one thing in front of him. <laughs> well, then it's gone. Yeah. There's no object like one permanence. cereal box in front it's of gone. the toaster. It's gone That's forever. the end of the toaster. Yes, the toaster's gone. It's like putting boxes in a basement. Poof. Gone. <laughs> gone forever. It's the problem with this television. I keep forgetting it's here. Mm-hmm. Like every time my mother comes over, she's like, have you gotten rid of the TV? And I'm like, nah. Did and she then, really ask about that? It drives her insane. And since she really? said it, yeah. now that delay's getting rid of it at least a month. Um, yep. At least a month. But no, I was standing in the, like, I was doing something down here today and I was like, fuck, it was yesterday that I could have taken the fucking television. You know I just keep funny? fucking forgetting. You know what's funny? I walked into this room tonight and I looked down and I looked at the TV and I said, I wonder if they're ever going to get rid of that. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh now, is old and confused. Unlike your mother, I know how your brain works, so I didn't say anything. No, I, was, I had every I was intention. Thinking... It's just, it's not the first weekend. It's the second weekend. It's the second Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. And to do TVs, like big stuff, you have to go online and like, you have to pay like an extra fee. You can't just go and take it. Okay. There's an extra step. Let me give you a suggestion here. Lay it on me. You find a dumpster somewhere. You suck it in there. Huck that fucker in there. That's right. I mean, that's the smart thing. I guarantee you there's a dumpster somewhere around here. You just toss that in there and no one will know. It's not a bad idea. Do it at night. Problem solved. Because I have every intention of getting rid of it. I just keep fucking forgetting I was about thinking it. when I walked in, you should turn it into an art piece. Like you should hang <laughs> it up and do some sort of drawing on it or something. We could we could pull. You could do a Joey Beatty um Really just picture. get into the like unhinged. We yeah. could pull out the internal electronics. And you could get, ooh, it could be a Joey Beatty hologram. Ooh. ooh so like when you, ooh, do that. You get different images. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will that he? Sounds... Won't he? Will he? Won't he? I mean, that's happening in my head like <laughs> 99% of the day anyway. So <laughs> people are talking to me and it's just rotating in my head like a rotisserie chicken. Ah. But, you know, that's my particular brand of an unhinged. Mm-hmm. Hey, you played that game Prey, didn't you? Um, the one by Arcane? Yeah, it was sort of like a Bioshocky type game. Yeah, I played it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm going to play that soon. I've been I've been trying to get into the groove again of actually playing new things rather than just, you know, grinding Nikkei and the like. 
Hey, um, man, I, I know how it is to get into a rut. So <laughs> I, I feel you. Well, the nice thing is, is I've done basically the vast majority of what you can actually do in terms of like new current content in Nikkei. Sure. So now I'm just in like, a, oh, I got to get on there for like half an hour, do some dailies and move on. Um, so you can try to go through I can some do of other the backlog stuff. stuff. Yeah. So I've been playing um, the newest Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. And that's a pretty short game, luckily. I think that's only like a 15, 10, 15 hour game, you maybe. You can bang so, through that in a weekend. So I'm almost done with that game already. Um, and I'm thinking next I'm going to play the two Judgment and Lost Judgment, which are the Yakuza spinoff games. Uh-huh. Where you no no Kiru, unfortunately. Um, everyone's dreamboat. Didn't we but, almost have it all? Uh, but this one's like in the same, basically it's supposed to be like in the same universe where you play as like a detective trying to solve crimes or whatever. I don't know. Nice. On the streets of Japan. It's supposed I, to be great. Um, who doesn't love a detective game? But Good I'm thinking stuff. after that, maybe I'll play Prey. Because I want to play like Starfield at some point, but I also know how all video games release. So I figure I'll give them four years to patch it. I was going to do the Alex thing this time. And I was like, I'm going to wait until at least like January, February. And then I will poke the head in on Starfield in like the dead of winter. Um, No, I remember uh, enjoying Prey. I mean, it's arcane. They make a good game. I liked um, Dishonored. It was a lot of fun. I never got around to playing the sequel for whatever reason, but... Yeah, Prey was fun. See, I also kind of want to play Resident Evil 4 Remake, if I start playing that, then you're guilt-tripped into playing it. In and I theory. have been wanting to play it. In theory. In theory. She's going to need a PS5 for that, though. She has a Series S. I had a Series X. Mm. The PS5 she'll need if she ever plays Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. I did. I did finish the DLC for that, the Yuffie DLC. Oh yeah, how was it? It was good. It wasn't that. That wasn't that long. It was like a couple five hours. hours or something. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Because that sequel's coming out soon, right? I think so. Or not sequel, more second part. Right? Second, yeah, it's like yeah. a trilogy. Yeah. So. Hmm. No, Prey was fun, and yeah, kind of Bioshocky in a way, um, just because it's. If memory serves you, you're picking up, like, the the audio files, and you're kind of getting the story, like, that way. Mm-hmm. I was somewhere the other day, and I was like, I haven't played the original Bioshock in a while. I'm getting that itch. Because mm. why play anything new? Why do so anything yeah, new? That's the trap I fall into, and Just so I have to force myself. Do the comforting old stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 I've got an interesting topic. Hit me with it. So, I read a paper that um, I found on Reddit the other day. And it was a research paper. And the the research was, it was basically a literature study of um, these researchers took a look at... The hold on, what's the term exactly? I want to make sure I get it right here. Um, high or uh, hyper palatable foods, okay? So, basically, hyper palatable foods are foods that are so delicious that they force you, they like trick you into wanting to eat more. <laughs> um, and 
there is a there is like a definition of them like and there's they get hyper palatable foods can be be because they have a certain amount of fat a certain amount of sodium certain they carbohydrates a couple things right so like chocolate chip cookies is that in here probably it would have to be like a chips ahoy cookie no no that's that's low bro no no well but it has to be this is it's important because it's talking about packaged goods oh okay so um so it's looking at now something i didn't know is that for a long time tobacco companies owned like a lot of food companies like nabisco was I think owned by <laughs> they realized you Philip Morris too much and you destroy your taste buds and no one wants to eat anymore. Well, here so here's the interesting so what they found in doing their research. Now, eventually Philip Morris and I can't remember the other one, like they divested their food interests um for reasons I, I don't really know why, but like they were looking like between like 1988 and like 1998 I want to say or like the early 2000s what they found was food companies who were owned by tobacco companies produced more of these um, hyper palatable foods by a lot than companies that weren't owned by tobacco companies so the implication is that these tobacco companies Knowing um, how well addiction works. Tried to make as many addictive foods as they could. Yes. Did they give any examples? Like, what are, what are we talking about? Like an Oreo? Like, what are we talking about? Because um, I could sit there and eat the whole goddamn package of Oreos. Oh, easily. If I really wanted easily. to. Oh, yeah. So, um, I don't remember them actually calling out, like, any specific brands in the, in the the write-up that i'm sure it's in the 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 technical data what is um really interesting is they got the the you know they 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 base their data off of something from the usda um and uh so like in it's you know it's one study it's a review study so take it with a grain of salt but it it did find it very interesting because what what's what's more astounding to me than anything is that who funded this study big tobacco no legitimately though you have to ask those questions when you get that kind of shit because it's like ooh, we we found this like what was the one there was like a bank of america study that was like ooh, one in six millennials has like a hundred thousand dollars saved and everyone was like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) and they went through their own like like roster of people and or and only surveyed like 1500 folks and it was like, well, your sample size is so fucking small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, show me a millennial with that much fucking money saved. I'll, I'll slap you in the face. But continue. Go I, ahead. Um, I didn't see... If I remember correctly, it said that 
it was self-funded. Yeah, just out of a couple of, yeah, no, just a couple of independent doctors. I I don't have yeah, I don't remember all the details. Um what what really surprised me though was that it was only the tobacco companies that were focused on this. Like it surprises me that not all food companies were outright trying to do this. They might be now. They could be. I mean, again, it was like 1988 to like I was going to say, there's a reason like sugar is in literally every packaged thing ever now. I'm just curious like what falls under the category of hyper palatable food. Because I think about stuff that I could just sit there and eat until the cows come home, right? Like Oreos or fucking Doritos. You could say chip. Right. Yeah. Um, you open a bag of ma- chips. Mac and cheese. You're or plowing through right? that bag of chips. Yeah. I just wonder what like what technically falls into that category. Yeah. What were they looking at? He he said they didn't. You didn't really see, right? Um, no, I didn't see like a list of foods. Because um, if we're just talking about like packaged things you find in the store, I mean, to me, like Oreos are like the peak. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, they found that these fell in the three main clusters: meats and meals containing both fat and sodium. Um, the FSOD category: desserts containing both fat and simple sugars, and foods containing carbohydrates and sodium: breads and popcorn. Ooh, um, popcorn. Yeah, I could eat popcorn until like. Yeah, I fucking love popcorn. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, pizza pe- has to be a hyper palatable food, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and no one who's ever actually eaten a good pizza wants to stop. No. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm, I there, there's got to be debate about what the, um, how that definition what the definition is and like what counts and um all that other stuff but uh you know it it, i can see that um you know nothing about it is like unbelievable that's for sure um bob now that you've you know you succeeded in your goal of becoming ultra bob Mm mm-hmm uh, and you're eating pizza again. Is is it is it the good life? Did you no, miss we've, the pizza? No, we've, we've come back around. Because he had some... He was, you were eating cheese pretty willy-nilly there. Yeah. For a few weeks. But he and paid. then he was like, it paid dearly. So now we're back to... We've, 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 we've proven what we know. And Bob cannot have dairy. So we've said only on the rarest of occasions... Will Bob consume dairy? Yeah. And he was a little sad about it. He looked sad. Yeah. I could see it in his I eyes mean, right now. Is there, is there even any point to living? <laughs> well, that's a different uh, topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it's just been... It's just insane, like, how how much better I feel in general when I'm not eating dairy and to a, a, a lesser extent, just greasy food in general. Um, and it's, 
But well, the pizza's in your mouth, don't you feel the best? Yes. Isn't that the top? Like, yes. it goes like pizza in mouth number one, no pizza recently number two, had pizza yesterday number three. <laughs> pizza's just so good. <laughs> it's so unfair. Really? It's like, it is. It's, it's very unfair. Well, and, and I think, so this is something interesting that I've noticed in um, the running community where um, that trains never like because you know the topic of food comes up all the time and you know in, in some generally runners are healthier and more on the lean side it's not universally true but it it's a trend um, it's hard to run if you are very obese. So sure. generally speaking, but one thing I've noticed a lot, like particularly like on running reddits is people will ask, like they'll be talking about like ways to diet or, you know, how, how to lose some weight and, you know, what's worked for you and, and you always get this asshole who chimes in to say, you know, it's just calories in, calories out. And it's not that hard, people. And it's like, no, it is. It's it's really hard. And maybe for your body, but not for mine. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad maybe you didn't get addicted to sugar. <laughs> um and you you grew up maybe with really good eating habits but if if that was not your your how you were raised you were raised on a bad diet breaking that as an adult is near impossible i'm so jealous of the finn ballers of the world who clearly have never had sugar touch their lips <laughs> right like those <laughs> lucky those lucky fucks thing. honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah to never know that sweet siren song. Mm. You think if Finn ate a cookie, he would just immediately fall off the wagon and like in a year he'd be weigh it. like 300 pounds. <laughs> be it. He'd be done. Those, that eight pack would just be poof. <laughs> Eradicated. Never to be seen again. Oh, yeah. Bob, you know, I forgot to tell you, the science nerd in you may enjoy this, the space nerd. Um, I think... To my understanding, I haven't looked into it that closely, but you know, like in a game like No Man's Sky, you can take off from planets and go to planet to planet, but the planets are kind of like closely spaced together. Mm -hmm. Like you could take off from one planet and be on another one in like a minute or two. Right. Um, In Starfield, I guess they've taken the more realistic approach of actually spacing things out quite a bit. So you're not really supposed to like travel from planet to planet you're more supposed to fast travel Mm -hmm. because like someone figured it out like yes you can literally fly from one planet to another and i don't know how fast these ships are moving right right but it took someone i forget what they were going to what planet to what planet but it took them like seven hours to travel from one planet to another 
And they just did that. They just sat there for seven hours. Oh, well, they didn't sit there. I think they were actually spending most of the time sleeping. Yeah. But they got up every once in a while to check it. Interesting. Um, See, I find that interesting. Um, but it would almost amuse me more if they had if they had made like the time scale actually realistic and like to just be like a like this is how fucking big space is and like you you just can't travel you, you can't do this game without fast travel but maybe it is realistic maybe these ships are moving at like 5 billion times the speed of light eh, maybe yeah i don't know i don't know but um that is kind of funny though but what's funny is because they they probably threw it in there so people could do it but I guess the way it actually works is, at least right now, maybe they'll change it at some point. When you actually get to the planet, it turns out, like when you go from one to another, it's just a flat image. <laughs> so you can't actually like land on it. or you're, Like there's no, there isn't any like landing actually going into the atmosphere and landing on a planet in this mm. game. You have to like pick a spot and land there mm. type of thing. And it lands for you. I have heard a criticism of Starfield in regards to this because while the comparison has been that, oh, well, it's um, it's Skyrim in space, part of the experience of Skyrim um, as one of like the three people who has not played Skyrim um, is like wandering around the world and encountering discovering things things. and like because you're just jumping fast travel from one planet to another you you don't you miss that kind of aspect of it yeah i've I've kind of heard that too that there isn't so much of an exploration aspect oh really um but i've also heard what what i've kind of heard erica and I, i haven't played it but what i've kind of heard is if you like Bethesda games, you're probably going to like it. Which I do. I enjoy Bethesda games. So, like I said, I'm going to give it... <coughs> and everything I've me. seen, I mean, just like I've been the videos leading up to the release and everything, the game looks beautiful. Like, it looks like the art team just knocked it out of the park. I enjoy... But what I do enjoy about Bethesda games, like uh, uh, Fallout 4 or Skyrim or, you know... I like the wandering and, like, the environmental storytelling and the little little like stories that you find as you're exploring so i mean like i said i will definitely give it a try at some point i'm just not like running to play it immediately no no i'm I'm happy to let games get patched up and everything oh pardon me got anything else erica i do not no ridiculous i know i've got one more topic hit me with it are you aware of what a full body scan is? Like at the airport? No. A full body scan is an MRI of your entire body. Okay. So, this is a, a new trend in, amongst the, uh, the wealthy oh. to have these done. Um, just for shits and giggles. Well, they they want to find anything that might be wrong as early as possible. 
Okay. Reasonable position if you're rich. So we're volunteer, like, and we're just going out and hanging an MRI machine. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, out of pocket, this will cost you $2,500. Oh, that's all? I mean, if you're rich, that's like walking around chump ch- change. Mm-hmm. No, that's wipe your ass money, yeah. yeah. Um, And so, yeah, like, people are do just making, like, the rich are just making this part of their your regular routine. Hmm. Uh, and, you I know. mean, are they, like, clogging up the schedule so sick people can't get into the MRI? Well, uh-huh, here's the thing. There's a whole... I assume there's some way they're fucking over the pores and doing this. There's a whole, like, little sub-industry that's, that's, that's all these companies do. They just cater to the rich? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, so... What if you just toss the MRI machine, like, in the back of a truck? Just Have you ever around. seen an MRI machine? Yeah, you get a giant truck. You can't fit it the in a The mobile truck. MRI. Giant <laughs> truck Bob. what okay the thing that takes the space shuttle to the pad double wide <laughs> whatever works these people are rich um no it, so it's it's an interesting thing because it's part of this trend of like especially in silicon valley of like silicone silicone is it silicon silicone no that's what they put in implants Moving on. <laughs> so, which one is it, Eric? It's silicone. Is it silicon or silicone? I've always said Silicon Valley. Silicon. You're correct. He's yeah. It's silicone. Why wouldn't it be? It's the same thing that they put in tits. It's, let's it's, let's move on. It's just manufactured Moving differently. Moving on. It's the same thing they put in tits. <laughs> hey, I was hearing. Apparently, now they're making like. What they're calling micro implants, like they're they're boob jobs that are so small that you can barely even tell they've had anything done. But you know it's there. But maybe it's just like, oh, if I had a good day, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Is, is it worth it? Is it worth the work? I mean, you just like they're just making up things for rich people to spend money on. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I so anyway, like there's this kind of. Like this, this whole thing with rich people—they never want to die. So, like, they're spending sure. just ungodly money on healthcare, um, anything they can do to prolong their life as long as possible. And you know, and, and on the surface, like, yeah, if I had the means and it wasn't actively hurting me, I'd probably be tempted to do it too. Um. But it's like, it just sets up like this, like this, such a weird, like haves and haves not, like to the point of like, we already know the haves live better, right? Yeah, your house is pretty spectacular. It really is. You should have seen the one we were in yesterday. Um, but. Like, it, like the idea that you get to the point of oh, that, the haves just get to live, and, <laughs> yes, yes. And well, you're just waiting to die. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's like that's like like a trope of science fiction of like the super wealthy live forever. 
Well, that's why I, I always find it funny when people are like, oh, we're careening towards like the cyberpunk nightmare. And I'm like, we're already, we're there. We're living in the cyberpunk well, the thing, nightmare. This is, this is the thing. And this is what a lot of people, for some reason, don't take into account when it comes to people who, the haves, as you put it, the rich, who have so much money that they have really no concerns in the world, is they're going to live longer, not only because they have tons of money to be well taken care of from a healthcare standpoint, but also, you know what they don't have? Stress. stress. And if you don't have stress... You tend to stay a lot healthier mm-hmm. because the mind definitely impacts the body for oh, sure. Oh, thousand percent. Now I do appreciate that you know a lot of these rich fucks may, like just like invent their own level of stress that because there's really no reason they should have any. But yes, the point is very true. Hey, and you know, on the upside, Bob, since we're Americans and we all vote against our own interests anyway, you know what we all are really is just temporarily poor. Well, the shitty thing is, and people don't like to think about this, you're one, like, bad health thing away from losing everything. Oh, yes, for sure. Well, so this this is an interesting point because, you know, they... It's always talked to uh, put as much away as you possibly can. Put much away. Put tons of money away, right? And I'm not saying you shouldn't put money away. You absolutely should. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, don't put ever don't like work yourself to the bone and put every last dime away. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself because and and it, there's kind of a two prongs that one, you get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you if you just spent your whole life working to death, hoping, you know, f- for a good retirement, well. That's out the window. Yep. Uh, so long. But also, <clears throat> because of the way our, our system is set up, let's say you get super sick, right? And you hit your lifetime max well at a certain point like the insurance companies and the hospitals will have taken everything you have and you'll be left with almost nothing barely enough to buy food um you'll be alive but you're not gonna have anything well if you get to that point which anyone could if you get cancer, which everyone will get cancer if they live long enough, um, or you know any other of the uh, long list of other debilitating health conditions, like you get that sick, that you know, it's not going to matter if you have a hundred grand in the bank, if you have two million in the bank, guess what, all that money's gone. And it's not gonna. It wouldn't have made a difference, whether it was a hundred thousand or two million. If you may like, you play that bet and you get to retirement, great. You've got two million in the bank. Have a good retirement. But it's just the the way the system is set up is like. There's there's uh, it, there's no. They're going to take everything from you 
if you get sick. Yeah. So why carry a bunch of shit that they're going to take from me one day? Well, two things came into my mind while you were talking about that, and I agree with everything you said. But one is, you know, Erica, like you were saying, you know, oh, like it's kind of like you hear about something you said made me think sometimes you hear about like, Oh, some old people, like some 80 or 90 year old people. And you hear like, Oh, they're sitting on like millions of dollars. But generally those people have never had a serious health problem in their entire lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and they've just been very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Cause like you said, with something like cancer, that's just pure bad luck i mean there's nothing you can other than like something like a lung cancer where like if you smoked for 50 years okay well you kind of did that to yourself sure but some a lot of cancers are just pure you know you took care of yourself you did the right things a lot of it's genetics just yeah you just lost the genetic lottery right Mm -hmm. um but two and this is important i realized Right at the end of that whole thing Bob just talked about, that when he was kind of talking about not saving like millions of dollars for retirement, what he was actually doing was justifying going to REI more. Oh, that's all that is. That's just justifying our redonkulous. I, I mean, I, it's actually, I'm actually upset with myself that I didn't pick up on it until so late. But it did finally occur to me why he talked about all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's part. It's, it's definitely part of it. Am I wrong? He's shaking his head. No. I no. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is part like my philosophy in life is to enjoy it because yeah, yeah you don't want to be in the do, poor it, we're not sitting here like we blow everything yeah you we, don't want to be in the poor house you don't pay be our living. bills we save yeah. money yeah. yeah yeah you don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck but on the other hand you don't want to be so stingy that yeah you have ass loads of money but you have no joy in your life right so well, I've never there's a like middle that, ground that hustle of like i gotta make all this money and make all this money and i work all the time and i never do anything and it's just like that sounds so unappealing to me. Yeah. You guys got to get like another story on your house. Where the fuck did that come from? I'm just saying, if you want to show people how much money you have. We have plenty of. Put another story on we the have, house. We have plenty of Imagine house. another story. Think what you could do with that, Bob. We have plenty of house. Thank you. You could put a track up there. How a about track. a track? A track? A, a track at the, in the top of your home, like a circular track. You know what? He has a track. It's called the fucking sidewalk outside. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be in the home and it could be temperature controlled mm-hmm. I mean, that does and then you could train for where you're going like mm-hmm. if you know oh i'm going to florida and i need to be trained for 90 degree heat mm-hmm. you could do that in your in your what if i want to train for mountains though well then you're gonna need the um what from like dragon ball z uh, what did what did Bulma have? You the know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, 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 no. no. The one Bulma built for no. Vegeta. I know. I'm trying to think of it. The little, the little. It was like a. It was a spaceship, basically. It was in but one it of the capsule stim- corporations. It could, it could yeah. simulate gravity. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it was what a gravity you chamber wasn't it called? Or the Something gravity like room. That. I don't know. I'm sure it had a dumb. Name. Will that will that help training going uphill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you constantly trained at two times normal gravity. How strong you would be. 
You remember what that did to Goku when he was traveling from Earth to Namek? And he did all that traveling, tra- all that training under heavy gravity. And then by the time he got to Namek, he was beating ass all over the place. Remember that? I remember the muffin button. <coughs> Apparently those guys are all douchebags or something. Alex was telling me there were oh, some yeah. issues down in... Uh, uh, there's some issues over at um, yeah, the Team Four Star. Yeah. Wow. Some bad people, maybe. That's unfortunate. Because all our heroes go down eventually. I mean, I didn't think they were good people. I just thought they made funny shit, but that's unfortunate. Um, Not right. Uphill training, Alex. That's the key. Gravity. Gravity. Oh, you know what? I might have to get one of those altitude training masks. Mm. Is that, you've been looking at that at REI? No. What's what's number one currently? Like, if you could buy something, not the toaster, but if you could buy something, what would it be? Um, you're talking about a. What a, about the ice tub? A physical object. Yeah. Not like, like an event. No, no, like a thing. Like a thing. The, you want the ice tub, but that's like a low. You could get that. That's only like a hundred bucks. You could do that without approval. If there was any one like thing I wanted, I'm pretty sure I know what he's gonna say. Well, let's see. And we'll see. Think about right what, now. Think about what you would want, Erica. Treadmill. Treadmill. Okay. I was gonna say hot tub. Oh, hot tub would be for him. I don't want one. But. Well, but I the, know the, you don't want. The 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 ice tub is sort of like an in between. Like that's a, you could give in on the ice tub and then you don't you can't justify the, well, the hot tub at I that will point. die before the <laughs> ice tub happens. Well, things can be arranged. Well, I mean, the other thing is you're not going to like you're not lounging in an ice tub for like an hour. You could. If you're a sick fuck who wants to you could just stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> now you can't sit in an ice bath for very long. Like you will go hypothermic. You sit in an ice bath for Maybe weak bitches do. You sit in an <laughs> ice bath for like two or three minutes. As long as you humanly can stand it, just to cool your muscles down mm-hmm. and prevent them from inflaming. Um, that's really the only purpose of the ice bath. Um, but a hot tub. Now, you can sit in there every night for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Hang out with the mosquitoes. In the winter when it mm-hmm. snows. Ooh. Oh, hot tub in the snow. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet, Alex. You could. You have the space. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. The only problem is that's going to have to be something you get approval for. Mm. Unless Your you're going to. true wife will never allow it. Unless, I mean, you could buy like parts piecemeal that would be under the approval requirement and then build it and <laughs> build it myself real malicious compliance everything yeah. there I, w- I, w- I once was at a party back in uh rural pennsylvania where this guy um he took a a bathtub he he put it uh on cinder blocks and then built a fire under it okay that works. It, it did work. That's that's it some techni- southern shit right it there. It technically worked. Yes. 
Um, so a treadmill. That's number one. If I could just, I could have anything I wanted right this you, minute. Where would you put the treadmill? In the garage? Um, The perfect spot for it is actually in that back corner over there. Oh, yeah. It's tiled. Uh-huh. So you don't have to worry about sweat getting on the carpet. There's power there. And you got a nice little spot you could put like a little TV. Oh. And you get your streaming. You mm-hmm. I could catch up on television. That's I'm I'm on board. <laughs> a great idea. That's nice. <laughs> Erica, if you could buy something, what would it be? Um anything right yeah, now. Yeah, it would have to be like over the approval window. Oh no, yeah. Like I don't have a problem with that. I would love, and I would never do it because they're astronomically expensive. We were talking about this earlier today. They have, uh, there's this company called Wormwood that makes purpose-built um, gaming tables. that ha- It has like slats on the top so you can pull it off. You have all of your like tabletop gaming needs right there. Ooh. It's got uh, nice chairs. You can have, it has like a rail system underneath that you can like, hook on like um uh cup holders and like there's uh 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 drawers where you could like keep your individual like player stuff they're just insane that does sound pretty sweet though. how much are we talking uh if you get the big one we were talking over 10 grand like stupid. just for the table that does not include yeah chairs. that's not everything it's a stupid amount of money and it's not anything oh. i would ever buy but it's like it's like two REI trips. Is that even a big deal? <laughs> See, now you're just you're just trying. You're trying too hard, Alex. I don't think so. Yeah, a little I bit. don't think I'm trying you're, hard enough. You're, you're poking. It's poking, but it's like. Hmm. I like the table idea, though. That's pretty good. I mean, you've got a pretty sweet table right now. It's multi-purposed. I would say the one we're at right yeah. now. <laughs> it is. We record on it. I play D and D on this one already. Izzy plays with sand on it. Izzy plays with sand on it. Izzy draws on it. Izzy draws on it. Bob does uh, some screen printing on Mm -hmm. it. I fold my laundry on it. Indeed. You could make a second table out of that TV. (laughs) All right. Next month. Next month I'm going to (laughs) remember. Well, it's been mentioned twice, so now you got to put it, push it back at least. In two minutes. episodes, I'll be like, ah, I'll look over, and I'll be like, motherfucker, <laughs> Tommy's still there, it's still fucking here. Well, what I should do is paint like I'll paint it brown with a couple black bars. It'll just blend into the wall. You'll never know it was there ever again. You know who'll know? My mom will know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She'll spot it from outside the house somehow. Oh yeah. The TV's still there. What? You're not even inside. <laughs> she can just sense it. Hmm. All right. On that note, hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.